Over his 34-year career, my husband has authored over 50 published articles, along with several books, videos, and audio training programs on the subject of network marketing. He's also been repeatedly recognized as one of the top network marketing trainers in the world. In June of 2011, he was invited to visit our company's home office. He was so impressed with what he saw that he decided that day to walk away from his lucrative speaking and consulting career and got started as a team of one. Today, that team of one has grown to over 200,000 customers, associates, managers, directors, executives, and millionaires in 17 countries. Today, my husband and I work together and we are extremely grateful to have been recognized as the number one income earners for our company worldwide. But what I'm most excited about today is that thanks to podcast technology, you can learn the leadership skills, the leadership lessons that will help you grow your own world-class team. With that in mind, let the man who's been teaching others about leadership for decades share what he's been teaching with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce my business partner and the love of my life, my husband, Michael S. Klaus. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to all of you beautiful people. Michael Klaus, of course, again here with episode number 14. Today, we're going to be talking about how to turn your weaknesses into your strengths. And before I really get into the material, I just want to provide a little insight here. And that is that if you look around, if you talk to the so-called gurus or experts that are out there in the marketplace discussing this very topic, you are going to hear a variety of opinions. And so I will always ask you to remember or consider the source. If you hear something different than what I am suggesting to you, just ask yourself, is the difference that I'm hearing from someone inside my profession, indeed inside my profession and my company, and absolutely on point inside my profession, in my company, on my team? And is that person I'm hearing this difference from above me getting better results than I'm getting? Because odds are good when you hear things that are different than what I am suggesting to you, they're not coming from inside. They're coming from outside. And they're coming from people who have never actually done what I'm asking you to do. True, their information may work well somewhere for someone, but we're really just going to ignore it for purposes of what we're trying to accomplish. And that is we're trying to build your business bigger, better, and faster than you ever thought possible. So let's get right into episode 14 and find out how we can really turn our weaknesses into our strengths. Well, weaknesses, we do all have them. And when you think about weaknesses, most people think about physical. The solution? Well, if you're physically weak, typically someone will suggest to you that diet and exercise, especially weight-bearing exercise, would probably be considered the most commonly prescribed solution to overcome this physical weakness. Now, for other people, weaknesses are not so much physical as they are mental. For them, life, at least their life, could be likened to a mental wrestling match. Sometimes they're losing. Sometimes they're winning. But life, again, at least their life, always seems to be an ongoing mental struggle. There are other weaknesses, of course, but in this episode, I'm only going to touch on the physical 
before shifting our focus to the mental. In essence, I want to explain why I believe identifying your physical weaknesses is the first step in turning them into your strengths. And then I'll share with you what I believe you need to do, the steps you need to follow in order to succeed. So to begin, ask yourself, when it comes to the physical, when it comes to living in the body that you're calling your home, what are you trying to accomplish? Now, most people, when they come to isogenics, are trying to accomplish something. But what is it that you are trying to accomplish? Are you looking for a foundation for your health? In other words, when you look in the mirror, you like the reflection that's gazing back at you. Or are you looking at a transformation for your health? When you look in the mirror, it's more common for you to look away. I mean, I'm not trying to put anyone on the spot or make any of us feel uncomfortable. I'm just asking the question, what are you trying to accomplish? And given the proper amount of time, are you moving in the right direction? So for many of us, of course, life is going to throw us challenges at every turn. We've got fast food and junk food, and we've got all the lures of, you know, too much and just, well... You get the idea. I mean, let's be honest. Getting into shape and staying into shape today is probably more difficult than it's ever been before because of the temptations. But on the other hand, getting in shape and staying in shape is probably easier than it's ever been before because of isogenics. So the question again I circle back around to is, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to lose some unwanted pounds and inches? Now, if you are... How many? And by when? True, this is not about what you end up weighing on the scale. Anyone who's been around long enough appreciates that muscle is much denser and heavier than fat. So you could be heavier on the scale, but actually look amazing in your clothes and to anyone else paying attention. So at some point in time, you'll probably want to ditch the scale. But in the very beginning, it's not a bad way of keeping score. But for you... If you are looking for a transformation, what are you trying to accomplish? How many pounds? How many inches? Are you trying to get smaller or are you trying to get bigger? Hey, we've got a lot of people from, you know, individuals that are just the weekend warriors all the way up to the collegiate and professional athletes, even some Olympians that are using our products. They're not trying to use these products to necessarily get the weight off. They're trying to use these products to get the muscle on. But again, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, it's been said that getting into shape... And then staying in shape is about 80% what you eat, your diet. And when I say your diet, I don't mean that thing you get on for a short period of time and then you get off of to go back to the lifestyle that wasn't working for you in the, in the past, you know, where the, the fat maybe you've lost not only comes back, but brings a few of its friends. No, when I say diet, I'm talking about what you will be eating to maintain your body, your physique, whatever you would like to call it, your figure for the rest of your life. Getting into shape and staying into shape is about 80% what you eat and about 20% what you do, the exercise. Now, about 30 years ago, I had the pleasure of sitting down and having this conversation with Dr. Michael Colgan, a gentleman I very much respect and who is now serving on our scientific advisory board. Dr. Colgan is one of those really smart guys who's done his research and has proven over time that what he's learned and put into practice actually worked. What's so interesting about Dr. Colgan is that he has this beautiful way of, although if you're interested, making, about as, making almost anything about as complicated as you could possibly imagine just because he knows so much. 
But if you really want to just keep asking him questions, he can also take the complicated and break it down to something very, very simple. And that's what I really appreciated about him. Here's what I remember him sharing with me over 30 years ago. Very simple formula I'd like to pass along to you. He said, really getting into shape and then staying in shape requires that we focus on four fundamental things. Number one, what we eat. And when, we, when I say what we eat, I'm talking about the food or the food sources that we put into our mouth. That would include, of course, our supplementation because it's almost impossible today to get those three great meals with all the vitamins, nutrients, all that stuff that we're supposed to be getting in this day and age that we're living. We've depleted the soils, we've fouled the air, we've polluted the water. So much of what happens is picked green and shipped to us and we bring it home and by the time we eat it, it really is pretty deplete from a nutritional standpoint. But nevertheless, whatever's going in your mouth, that's point number one, what we eat. Number two, what we drink. How are you doing when it comes to hydration and really keeping your body, uh, well, hydrated? You know, it's crazy, you know, you take away oxygen and we'll, we'll cease to exist in a very short period of time take away water, that's probably the next thing that's really going to take us out. Food, well, you know, we could go for a while without food, but wow, do we need to make sure that we're having the proper hydration. So how are you doing when it comes to what you drink? Number three, the exercise that we engage in. And as he reminded me, weight bearing exercise. It's really important to keep our muscles in tone so that our body can perform the way that it's supposed to perform. And then lastly, something we rarely talk about, unless you're paying attention here at Isogenics, and that is the proper amount of sleep that we get each night. Oh, I can feel a few of the eye rolls right now. Yeah, some of us are still working on that too. But I mean, it is really crazy. I mean, if you really focus on a great diet supplemented, of course, with Isogenics to make sure you're getting the right protein, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, all the good stuff that our bodies need. I mean, if you're really doing it right, if you're making sure you're getting the proper hydration so your body is really able to perform properly, if you are working out with someone or you've learned how to do it on your own so that you can really keep yourself in shape, but you're burning the candle at both ends, you're going to find your health a challenge the further you move along in life. You know, it's kind of that circadian rhythm thing. You really have to get that figured out. Now, if sleep is a challenge for you, we've got a product for that. You know, that sleep spray, I've, although I think it has a more technical name, but Lynn and I just call it the sleep spray, you know, you put that squirt, squirt, squirt under your tongue and a couple of minutes later, and it's like, hello, dreamland. And so if you're not using that product, well, that may be something you want to include in your next order. But those are the four things we really need to focus on, what we eat, what we drink, the exercise we engage in, that weight-bearing exercise, and of course, the proper amount of sleep each night. So what really are the steps to getting into shape and staying into shape? Well, remember when we talked in the early stages of our podcast, I mentioned that almost everything starts with a decision. In fact, leadership in and of itself starts with a decision. Well, so does getting in shape. It starts with a decision. This is something I'm going to do. This is important to me because, and then fill in the blank. So if this is important to you because then take inventory with the aforementioned four things and ask yourself, how am I doing when it comes to what I eat? How am I doing when it comes to what I drink? How am I doing when it comes to the exercise program I am consistently engaged in? And how am I doing when it comes to getting the proper amount of sleep each night? 
In other words, does your business volume, what we might call your BV, reflect the reality you're trying to accomplish or to achieve? Are you becoming a product of the products? Well, true, the products will look great in your pantry, but they're only going to work great if you put them in your body. Here's another great question to ponder. What are the products I should be consistently taking to ultimately live in the body I want? If you want to turn your weaknesses into your strengths, then make a list of the products you need. Then, with your list in hand, go log into your back office, into your own personal account, or open up your Isolife app, log in and manage your lifestyle rewards, adjusting accordingly to reflect the goals you're trying to accomplish. Trust me, if you use the right products over the right amount of time, you really can turn your physical weaknesses into your bodily strengths. So even Lynn and I, where we are positioned in the company, the years that we've been involved, all of this information that we have, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're applying it to. You know, it's one thing to know something. It's another thing entirely to do it. And so every once in a while, if you remember back the old five-step plan to getting whatever you want, you know, the, the, the idea is plan, do, review, adjust, repeat – you know, that's the whole goal. So you've got to plan this out. You've got to do it. You've got to, you know, make the necessary adjustments. Plan, do, review, adjust, repeat. You've got to go through that process. Well, guess what we found? We found that we were focusing too much time and attention in our world on helping other people get fit and feel fabulous and not enough time focused on ourselves. So a few weeks back, we made an adjustment. We hired a personal trainer. You know, I'm not a fan. I've got to tell you, it's been an interesting struggle for me because now I have a gentleman. His name happens to be Adam, and he's showing up a couple of times a week to really make sure that we are in the best shape that we can be in. And when you don't start off in the best shape, it's just not so fun. You know, the following day, your body is sore. Well, let me be honest, it hurt. I really didn't want to repeat that process again. Thankfully, I knew enough about human physiology to understand that is the process. So when he came back again, you think, okay, well, the second time certainly would be better. No, it for me, at least personally, was worse. I hurt even more. But again, what's the ultimate objective? What are we trying to accomplish? Well, Lynn and I would like to be a product of the product. We would like to be able to teach and train other people how to put these products into their body to get the results that they want. And although we're fairly comfortable in the bodies that we're living in, we're not to the point where we're comfortable, if you understand. We can do better. We know we can do better. We can set a better example. We can be a better example. And so as a result, we've just said, let's make this adjustment. So when I talk to you about turning your weaknesses into your strength, a lot of this for me is very personal right now. We've always been products of the product. I mean, if you took a look at our pantry, you would say, wow, these people are in this thing 100%. And that would be true. There isn't a day goes, that goes by we don't put in the, prop, the proper proteins, take the proper supplementation. I mean, there's probably 30 or 40 products that Isogenics makes in our pantry that every single day, week, or month goes into our body as per the recommended dosages. So where am I going with this? 
Well, look, Isagenics is all about three things. We've been talking about, about this throughout the podcast. Number one, we want you to be able to live in the body that you want to live in. You want to live in a better body? Wonderful. Then you need to decide what does that look like for you. And whatever your challenges, you need to take those challenges, those weaknesses, and turn them into your strength. If food is a challenge for you, we need to make some adjustments. If working out is a challenge for you, we need to make some adjustments. If what you drink is a challenge for you, we need to make some adjustments. And so too, as we move through this, if you're having some challenges with sleep, if you're just kind of burning the candle at both ends, there needs to be some adjustments made. If we really want our bodies to perform better over time, after all, this is the only place you'll ever be able to live. And if that's true, and I believe that it is, then you've got to go to work on making sure your home is well-maintained. It's a really important thing that, you know, when it starts to break down, we start taking seriously. So what about the second facet of this? Remember I talked at the beginning of our uh, conversation here that there really are two types of weaknesses I wanted to discuss. One is physical, and the other is mental. So if we shift gears here for a moment, what do I mean when I talk about the mental? Well, again, let's go back to that very simple system. This will take you from, I believe, wherever you are to ultimately wherever you would like to be. Number one, we need to use the products. That's what we've been discussing so far, making sure that you're getting the results that you want. By starting off and asking yourself, what am I trying to accomplish physically, and then making the necessary adjustments, being honest with yourself. You know, are you really taking the products? Are you really putting in the proper amount of protein? Are you really doing the things that you know need to be done for you to get the results that you want? And if not, are you open to making the adjustments? In other words, is your commitment to your body reflected in your lifestyle account? If I were to log in and take a look, would it seem congruent that what you're telling me you want, what you're telling yourself that you want, is reflected there? It's time for a lot of us to make some adjustments. So we've got to use the products. Uh, number two, of course, we need to learn the system. And this is where we get into the mental game. Because for many of us, we've already been doing something in our world to bring in income. We have a job. Maybe we have a career. Maybe we own a company. Maybe we're very, very successful at what we do. Or maybe we're just very respected on our job, but we don't get paid enough, which is why we're looking for more. Whatever the situation happens to be, the challenge when people get involved in something new is they usually don't give themselves enough time. They don't think, look, I'm starting at the bottom. I've got to learn this. I've got to get a little bit better over time. No, we think, hey, how hard can this be? I'll make a list of a half a dozen people I know, sponsor a few people on my left team, a few people on my right team, teach and train them to do the same thing, plug them into what Michael is teaching on the podcast. He'll take care of them. I'll just sit back and, hey, you know, easy street, here I come. Is that really what this is all about? And the answer is no way. You've got to stand up and fall back down again. You've got to stand up and fall back down again. You've got to be willing to stand up and fall back down again. Just like I have to be willing physically to go into the gym and walk out hurting, knowing the following day is even going to be worse for me. But appreciating the fact that if I keep doing it under the proper instruction and guidance, and we hired a really good guy. I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. We vetted him and checked him out before we gave him a little bit of our money to basically beat us up in our own gym. So we trust him. And you got to trust the process too. You have to be willing to learn the system. You have to understand that this is about finding people to talk to, the prospecting piece. It's about 
uh, sharing the isogenic story, the presenting piece. And it's about slowing down long enough when someone says yes to teach and train them how to get started, that duplicating piece. And then once you've got that down, once you really have the product side down for you, once you really understand the business side, it's nothing more than just moving into the third point and repetitively engaging in that. Sharing the story, sharing the story, sharing the story. It's keeping the main thing the main thing. You know, how many times today will the isogenic story be told by you, by an associate on your team, by a third-party tool like an ISA movie, video, or otherwise? How many times? Or by an event? Because if you can learn to track that, you can, over time, build a financial wall around your family. I am convinced nothing can get through. But we have to start with the fundamentals. And it is a mental game. There's nothing natural about prospecting. We were told from infancy, children should be seen and not heard. Don't speak unless you're spoken to. And whatever you do, don't talk to strangers. And now we get an isogenics and someone says, hey, make a list of the people you know and you approach them first. That violates what you've been taught. And oh, by the way, if you see somebody throughout the day in the marketplace that looks like they might be interesting, online or otherwise, you should reach out to this stranger. That's counterintuitive. No wonder our palms sweat and our stomach feels like it's going to turn over in circles. I mean, it's called stranger danger, and we've been programmed with, with that from infancy. That's why we have to engage in a mental form, a, a mental toughness. We have to literally be able to overcome our mental weaknesses. So how do we do that? Well, I've tried a variety of things. You know, there's a, the old expression that, you know, you can just close your eyes and you can visualize. I was teasing a little bit my a trainer, Adam, the other day, and I said, uh, how about we cut this down to one day a week? And the other day, I just sit in my easy chair and I just visualize working out with you. How about that? And he just laughed and he said, anytime you want to try that, let me know. I got the point. There's so much you can do from the standpoint of visualization, and I love it. We talked about that, casting your vision, seeing where you want to be. That's been discussed on a previous podcast. But there's nothing I can do from a visualization standpoint to get my body into the shape I want it to be in. No, I have to do the work. And so, too, I can read every book on prospecting that's ever been written. I can talk to every person who's very good at prospecting. But until I get out and actually engage in doing the work, fall down and get back up again, I'm going to find this to be a mental challenge. So what we're trying to get you to remember is that we've been covering these points. I mean, for example, when it comes to prospecting, back in episode five, I talked about prospecting being a game. We talked about the rules, playing detective, prospect on purpose, build rapport, keep score, and accelerate your learning curve. Now, the question is how many of those just flowed from your mind the way they flowed from mine? If they don't flow so much then you need to go back to episode five and revisit it again. Make sure you understand the points and the rhythm and the flow and make sure you're doing it. You know, I've got Adam there in the gym to walk me through the exercises. He doesn't just say, do 20 of these, I'll be back in five minutes. He's watching me and adjusting and correcting and ensuring that I'm getting the proper performance that I need to make the, or to get the ultimate end result without getting injured because I'm doing it the wrong way. So it's the same basic thing. You need to understand these points. Hey, the following episode, I really continued with prospecting with the title, How to Expand Your Network. I talked about what your network, your network is and how you could create this never-ending list of new prospects. 
doing what you love. So let me ask you, how many of you that are listening to my voice right now have a never-ending list or are convinced that you really have the ability to create a never-ending list? If you really, truly, honestly believe you have a never-ending list of new people to talk to, then you would be what I would refer to as mentally tough in this area. You've got it. You're fit mentally when it comes to prospecting. But if you're like, well, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. You're the same place with prospecting that I am with the physical performance of my body. Drop and do 20 of these. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do that? And here's the answer. One at a time. So too, I have to do the work physically. You are going to have to do the work mentally and of course, physically as well. You've got to make the calls, send the text messages. You've got to reach out to the individuals. You've got to find out what works for you and what doesn't. I wish there was some simpler way to convey the realities of our business, but truth be told, I've never met anyone yet that went to a university degree or otherwise, went to a seminar or otherwise, went to anyone or otherwise, and just walked out saying, I now know what to do, and then went out into the marketplace and not only was able to do it, but was able to successfully teach it down 50, 100, 500, 1,000 levels. I've never seen it. What I have seen is too many people thinking this is too hard, and they just quit. Listen, I've talked to Adam. He's had people that have hired him. Whether they thought this was too hard or whether they just quit, he'll never know. What he knows is they're no longer his clients. How about you? Do you want to master the game of prospecting? Do you want to become mentally tough in that regard? Well, what about the second fundamental of presenting? How good are you right now at telling the story? Do you feel comfortable? Do you understand that we're in a, a solutions-oriented business, but before you give the solution, you need to understand the problem? Talking in terms of what interests them, not what interests you. Meeting the need, as we discussed on a previous podcast, by asking the right questions. Are you really focusing on keeping the main thing the main thing? I mean, it really certainly is presenting the single most important aspect of what it is that we do. Because when you're presenting, it means that you have someone to present to, which means you've mastered the prospecting piece. But when someone says yes, even if you're really good at telling the story and really good at getting people to say yes, and believe me, I've talked to a number of leaders in this company that have sponsored 200, 300, 400, 500 people or more. So they've been very, very proficient, very good at finding people, very good about telling the story. But where their businesses are breaking down is they've missed the next fundamental, that duplicating piece, that slowing down enough to teach and train someone how to get started. Every single day, I'm dealing with people that are part of the one big team we are trying to develop and grow around the world that are yet to be plugged into the podcast. And it's not that they're pushing back. They just didn't even know it was there. It's very difficult to reach out and let 200,000 people know this exists. So it has to be spread like a whisper campaign. Hey, have you heard? Hey, do you know? Hey, are you listening? You've got to spread this like a whisper campaign. So each and every time I talk with someone, I'm spreading the word. Hey, open up your phone. Let me direct you to the app. Let me get you plugged in. But I sometimes wonder after I've gotten them plugged in, will they come back and listen again? And if they listen again, will they do the work? Look, you can know exactly how the Isogenics products work. You can understand what a cleansing day looks like. You can even have all of the items necessary to have a very successful cleansing experience. 
you can appreciate that there's a difference between intermittent fasting and intermittent nutritional fasting. And what we do, that nutritional part that sets us apart from anyone else in the marketplace. You can know all of this. You can know more of it than I do. But if you're not engaging in it and your body's not where you want it to be, does it really matter that you know? And the answer is, of course not. So we have to have accurate knowledge first and foremost, but we have to apply it. We have to be willing to do the work. How about you? Are you willing to do the work? You know, in episode 10, we talked about the simple art of duplication. I explained why what works and what duplicates are very, very different. That single most important question you should always be asking yourself, do you remember what it was? And why you should be always watching out for the egg. You got to watch out for the egg. And boy, oh boy, if you don't know what I'm talking about now, you've got to go back to episode number 10 and do the work. You've got to listen to it until you understand it, and you're applying it in this part of the fabric of who you are. That's how you become mentally tough. That's how you turn the weaknesses into your strength. So here's a little exercise I'm going to leave you with for this particular week. I'm going to really ask you to roll up your sleeves and do the work like maybe you never have before, and that is each and every month. From now until, well, when all of this is so comfortable for you, you don't even have to think about it. I want you to just be focusing on those big three. Lots of other things you can work on privately if you would so choose, but for you to take your business to the next level and then the next level beyond that and then the one beyond that, we need to reduce it to the ridiculous and focus on simplicity, logical simplicity. What does that mean? Prospecting, presenting, and duplicating. You need to ask yourself, between my skill set around finding people to talk to, my skill set around talking to the people I find, the presenting piece, and my skill set around teaching and training those who say yes, how to get started so that they can succeed too, the duplicating piece, where is my biggest weakness? Now you may need to ask a couple of questions to really hone in on that, so let me help you. Easy question to ask for prospecting. Do you currently have enough new people to talk to? If the answer is no, the other two won't matter. You've got to go to work on learning the skills of prospecting until social, social media, in person, warm market, cold market, or otherwise, if there is some otherwise out there, you think, I've got this. Now, just because you've got it doesn't mean that you'll do it, but you need to understand it as you're engaging in it so that you become comfortable with it and you need to really make sure that everyone on your team is understanding the same principle. There are no shortcuts in learning how to become successful in this area. So how are you doing? Do you currently have enough new people to talk to? If you say, yes, I do, wonderful. Then move on to the second fundamental, pro or presenting. Let me ask you this question. Are you enrolling your fair share? Look, no one enrolls 10 for 10 every time. Lynn might have enrolled 10 in a row at one time, but no one enrolls 10 for 10 every time. There are people that tell Lynn and I no to this day, and there are going to be people who will continue to tell you no, no matter how successful you become in this business. It isn't going to matter. You just have to let that be okay with you. But how do you feel about the number of people you are enrolling? Do you feel like you're enrolling your fair share? And if you're thinking you're supposed to enroll 80 or 90%, that's probably too high for most people. I would shoot for an average of around 30% in the very beginning, maybe even 20 if you're really new, which means you may need to offer the presentation about 10 times to have two people say yes. 
Your goal, of course, over time should be to get better so that when you eventually talk to 10 people, you might have 30% of them or three say yes. And then eventually four, maybe five. Hey, for some of you, you might get really, really good at this and get to six or seven, but none of us are ever going to get 10 for 10 every time. It's just unrealistic. There are people out there that just don't want to do what you're doing. Let that be okay with you. But how are you doing in that presenting world? Are you enrolling your fair share? If the answer is yes, move on. If the answer is no, go to work on that. Go to work on the skill sets. Go back to the podcasts. Go to the people who are really comfortable with this and ask for some help. Assuming, of course, that they're in your profession, in your company, on our team, above you, doing better than you're currently doing. Those are the people that you want to reach out to. What about the last one? Duplicating. Well, let me tell you, you'll probably never graduate from that class. I've never graduated from that class. Listen, I mastered the art of prospecting a long time ago. I can go anywhere in the world, spin me around three times. Before lunch, I can have the names of three or four or five people. It's just not that hard when you have the skill set and you know how to do it. Presenting, telling the story, I'm not going to get 10 for 10 every time, but if I sit down and give 10 presentations, I will enroll my fair share. Every single time, I have no challenges in doing so. But when it comes to the teaching and training part, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, do I continue to be fascinated with life and with people. People that tell me, Michael, I'm going to be your next rock star, and then two weeks later, they're gone. They won't even return my calls. It's kind of like, what happened to them? It's crickets. It happens to me, it will happen to you. So I am constantly looking for ways to teach and train in a more efficient manner, which for me is always comes down to those two simple words, logical simplicity. Keep it simple. Keep it logical. Step one, step two, step three. You've got a better shot with logical simplicity than you have with almost anything else. So identify what is your area of weakness, prospecting, presenting, or duplicating, and then go to work on making that weakness your strength. The following month, ask yourself the same question between prospecting, presenting, and duplicating. Where do I need to go to work? What's the weakest area of my business? You want to continue asking yourself that each and every month until the only thing that comes up repetitively is duplicating. When you have mastered prospecting and you have mastered presenting and you're making sure you're out there in the marketplace, keeping the main thing the main thing, you will forever be working on trying to on finding ways to get other people to actually follow through and do what they're telling you they want. But that's okay. And that leads me really to the conclusion of this particular podcast this week, because next week I've got a real nice treat for you. You know, on an earlier episode, we talked about the philosophy, everything you know, and how that affects you, and how that really transcends down to your attitude, what you think about, what your thoughts are all day long. Will those drive your results? or your actions rather, your actions drive your results and your results produce your lifestyle. Philosophy, attitude, actions, results, lifestyle. And that lifestyle, of course, is what we can see in the material world, the home you're living in, the car you're driving. It's whatever's happening around you that we could actually you know, take a look at and see what's going on. The money you have, the health you have, or the challenges that are existing in your world, that's your lifestyle. And we talked about how to go back and really alter that but, you know, I got to thinking the other day, and Lynn actually reminded me of this when she uncovered the original recording called Thinking Your Way to Success. And she's like, Michael, do they really know the backstory? And I said, no, I didn't talk about the backstory. I just kind of gave them the forward part of it. I talked about philosophy and attitude, actions, results, and lifestyle. 
She's like, Michael, the backstory is so incredibly, incredibly fascinating. I really think you need to give them the backstory. And so I thought, okay. And then I thought, well, I could play it a half a dozen times and listen to this recording I made all these years ago. And then I pulled it out and started listening. And you know what I thought? Wow, this is really good. I mean, this is really, really good. I don't want to monkey around with this at all. I don't want to goof around with this or, or try to figure out a better way to say something I said in a recording studio all those years ago. So here's what I'm going to be doing. I'll be sharing with you that recording. I think you're going to find it absolutely fascinating because the vast majority of you have never heard it. But where did all of this originate? It goes back farther than you could possibly imagine. Who are the people that have understood this over time? The names, they'll amaze you as well as, well, hopefully inspire you. But what ultimately ends up at the end of this conversation, really, I hope, compels you ever forward to move in the direction of your dreams. But until then, remember, everyone starts off weak, whether it's physically or from a business perspective, mentally. Everyone starts off weak. There is nothing wrong with being weak. There is something wrong with wanting to get stronger and doing nothing about it. That is just an act of mental futility. Don't do that. Never let that be said about you. If you want to get better physically, make the adjustments to your monthly auto order so they reflect what you're trying to accomplish. And if you want to get better mentally, go to work on the fundamentals, master the art of prospecting, master the art of presenting, and then continue to invest your time, effort, and energy and trying through logical simplicity to get people to understand, hey, maybe, just maybe, they've got a shot at this too. After all, I truly believe if you gave people a recipe and it was logically laid out and simple enough to be followed and they were sincerely interested in the ultimate end result of whatever that recipe happened to be, they could follow it. And I am convinced that that's the same thing here. So until next week's program, listen, this has been Michael Klaus. Thanks so much for listening. And now let's all collectively go out, work on be becoming stronger physically and mentally, and make this week magnificent.